Welcome to the Hillside Community Church Podcast. Wherever you're at in your faith, we hope this episode encourages you. If you enjoy the listen, let your friends know, and we'll catch you next time. Well, good morning. It's great to see you here today. Uh, this is a really important couple weeks for Hillside. Missions is not just something we do on the side and bring up every now and then. We have one time in the year where we bring our missionaries in, but missions is very important to us, very, very meaningful to us, and so we made the decision a few months back that we would not just spend one, one week on it as we normally do. Our missions has grown. What's happening in those areas that we serve in has grown, and we just simply can't do it in one service. And so this is week two of uh, sharing with you what we do in missions. We're committed to having very deep relationships and intimate relationships with the people that we serve. Whether it's local, national, or international, we want to make sure that we have close enough relationships where Hillside can go to any of them, see what they're supporting, and serve. we also want to be able to, over a long period of time, we sort of limit what we do because we want to see long-term transformation and invest in it at a very deep level, not something that service. We don't just send money somewhere. We don't have any idea what's going on there. That's not who we are. So we have lasting relationships that we can go and support them all year, not just one time. So, we get to see real change and we have real partnerships with these. Now, God's given us an array of ministries to uniquely partner with that uh, we're very excited about. So, if you consider Hillside your home, l- listen to me on this. If you consider Hillside, you may have walked in here and not even known we were doing missions today and you're like, uh, missions. <laughs> and if that's you, I, we hope to change your mind on that today. Uh, And we want you to consider supporting missions at some level. Some of you may have been walking with God for a long time, but but missions has never been on your radar screen. We don't want that to be the case. We want eventually the vast majority of this church to have been on 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 a short little missions trip and to have connected with it. Once you do that, you'll be changed. You'll be connected to missions in a way that you never have uh, thought about before. So we've been talking about how do you find a kingdom purpose. Your kingdom purpose has to be attached to the overall mission Jesus gave us. Take the gospel to the world. I have authority over all the planet, Jesus says. There's nowhere you can't go. And when you go there, speak on my behalf. That's a kingdom purpose. You've got to have some kingdom purpose attached to that mission. And we're hoping to give you opportunities that we talked about last week to invest in. So last week, we talked about local and national Union Gospel Mission. We help uh, folks down and out right here in our own backyard. San Antonio, our students, uh, our support. Because by the way, uh, missions is important enough to us that from children's all the way to adults, children's and students, all have their own outreach and their missions. They're all involved in it. It's not just an adult thing here at Hillside. So you got to see San Antonio missions there. I guarantee, there's very, I I guarantee on your radar screen, there's not too many people doing what those folks are doing down in San Antonio, ministering to the homeless down there and really doing transforming work down there. I guarantee you don't know three people, three nutty men doing what they're doing down there like we we saw last week. Guys are crazy. Uh, But man, are they doing a great work. And today you're gonna see uh, two international ministries. St. Lucia, and you're going to see Honduras. Uh, two different kinds of ministries, but there's two churches there we want to begin to partner with. One we have been partnering with for 15 years. They're our sister church. You're going to hear from their pastor this, this morning. He's, he's one of us, basically. Uh, and then uh, we, we also have two, two sets of missionaries that have gone from here to St. Lucia now, as we'll see, and also to Honduras. So we've been very fortunate. Next week, you're going to hear from Kirk and Violetta uh, about India. You will not want to miss that. 
okay? So right now I'm going to invite Daryl and Kimberly and Diana. She is from the church there in St. Lucia. She has come here to Hillside to sort of spend this week with us. We've gotten to know her. She's the treasurer of the church uh, there. We could stay down here. We could stay down here. Uh, she's the treasurer of the church there, and we're really we're an incredible lady. You just wouldn't believe her story. The, op, the, the idea that she's here right now with all that's going on back there, it's just amazing. Uh, I'll tell you more about that. But Daryl and Kimberly have been a part of Hillside. Daryl's been a part of Hillside for 23 years. He has served in our student ministry, invested in their discipleship, but he's also led 15 mission trips. Every trip to San Antonio, he's... Uh, led something related to that. So he's invested in our student ministry, my kids included. And uh, 15 years ago, God put it on his heart to do missions in the islands. And uh, then he met Kimberly, and she has the same exact (laughs) mission. And so they're a match made in heaven, and they're two of the strongest people I know, and they're serving this church down there. So, tell us a little bit about this ministry, Daryl. First of all, when you think of St. Lucia, and it's okay, you think of vacation. That's what most of the people in Western society think of. It's a beautiful island. It's one of the most popular honeymoon spots in the world. But I want to tell you what goes on behind the beauty with the real people of St. Lucia. Because that tourist is only about 3% of the island. First of all, there's simply just not enough jobs to go around not even close. You, you have lack of education. You have severe drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, the, the, there, there is no, you have very few families where there's a mom and a dad. It's, it'll just break your heart. Uh, so what you have in these villages that dot the island are people that are basically living without any hope of the world. There is no hope of the world for them. They just, the, the, yesterday is the same as today that will be tomorrow. They just exist. Probably 80% of them live so far below the poverty line that, you know, we have a poverty line and then they have a poverty line. That it's, they just exist. Unemployment is at 40%. Minimum wage, and let this one stick at you, is $1.12 an hour. $1.12 an hour. And a skilled worker, such as myself, will make 5 to $8 an hour. And this is a place where it costs a lot more money to live. But it's the youth. It's the youth that, that weighs so heavy on mine and Kimberly's heart. Because we see them doing the same things that their adult counterparts are doing. The dropout rate is just, you know, and Diana works for the government. She does uh, statistics. Uh, the dropout rate's higher than ever. M- many of these youth, most of these youth, cannot afford to go to school. They simply can't afford to go to school. And there are so many more that even if they could get in school, they have no parental support to help them to go to school. And the next one really hits home with us because we have four daughters and four granddaughters. The teen pregnancy is higher than ever. You have youth girls that in these villages, because of all the drugs and and whatnot, are being sexually molested very young. And we've learned in this past year that youth girls as young as the age of 12 or 13 are selling themselves, selling sex, and not for money, but for a a pair of clothes, uh, some new shoes, and even as little as minutes on their phone. It just, it just breaks our heart. The youth boys will oftentimes end up in gangs where you have two things. You have drugs and violence, and that's it. That's it. These youth, uh, there, you know, there's no after-school programs, by the way, and there's no government assistance. There's zero. These youth have no social skills. They don't have any sense of right or wrong. You know, they're really not the kind of youth that you can get along with, but you can't help but love them when you see where they come from. When we first went down there, it was like, I don't want anything to do with these youth. But when we see where they come from and see the, the it tugs at your heart. It tugs at your heart. They have no chance to get any kind of job, let alone, you know, even if they could get a job, even if there's a job waiting for them. And college, 
for all you young people that are ready to go to college, that's just a far dream for them. And the youth, they're not asking for much, but they are asking for a few things, and they've literally been asking for years and years and years, and nobody's listening. They're asking first for after-school programs, some kind of after-school program. The next thing they're asking for, and this one, let this one stick in your throat, they're asking for a drug-free youth club. And I ask, why should they even have to ask for a drug-free youth club? But they're asking for it. They're asking for role models to pour into them and give them direction. They just don't have any role models. They're asking for a chance at a career, any kind of career, or just a good job. These youth have almost no fathers in their lives and no positive role models. They simply are going through life without any home life, without any hope of anything to continue the journey of life. And I know, and so does my wife Kimberly, that it will take divine intervention to impact these youth, but they will be impacted. They will be impacted. We're in the process of moving down there full time, so this has been kind of a challenging year. Um, giving up our careers to go down to St. Lucia and be down there full time. Um, Years ago when they came in and missionaries came in and planted these small churches in in these communities, but then they left and they didn't teach um, or stay behind to teach just simple things that we take for granted like church administration, you know. How to put together programs, how to put together a youth program that's successful. You know, we take that for granted that we have such a fantastic staff here at Hillside that spends hours and hours and hours make, planning all of these different programs, and, and they just lack that knowledge um, and asking how to instill these different programs, such as the youth programs, such as the Sunday school curriculum, and how do you set up Sunday school, how do you keep the children engaged, um, setting up Bible studies. You know, how do you study and read your Bible? Um, so we've been working closely with the men and the women on, on Bible studies. And so that's one of the main things that will be down there is uh, teaching a lot of these just basic skills that we take for granted, not only with Fellowship Baptist Church, with, with many other churches on the island, and focusing with our primary focus being on discipleship. You know, Christ calls us to make disciples, and so we will be teaching how to create a discipleship program and working one-on-one with these people to try and break this cycle in this community. And hopefully, you know, the ripple effect through the island can be felt. Um, <clears throat> on behalf of Fellowship Baptist Church, I would like to thank you, the supporters. Thank Hillside for supporting the St. Lucia Mission. Dial mentioned about minimum wage, but I am compelled to say that I see them work very hard for no pay, and I know they're doing it out of obedience to God. Daryl has started working with the men's group, with men's study, Kimberly does women's group with women's study. We have really, really learned a lot from her. And um, together as a team, they work with the youth up to the point where Kimberly injured her knee. I'm not sure if anybody knows. <laughs> We are very thankful, we are very happy, we're looking forward to them moving to St. Lucia permanently. When Daryl and Kimberly, when they were around in St. Lucia, we have more people coming to church, the kids, the youth, you know, there's more excitement and more willingness to come, more willingness to come and learn about God. So we are really, really happy. We're hoping that um, they can move down there as soon as possible because in the meantime, they're here. There are people trying to take control of the youth, the drugs, the violence. Um, so we're hoping that they get there as soon as possible to reduce the negative impact. Right now at Fellowship Baptist Church, our need is a church bus. Without the church bus, we cannot get to service. We pay a taxi once a week on a Sunday to bring us to church, but we've had to cancel men's study, women's meeting, youth ministry. These things have been canceled because we just cannot get to the, to the church without the church vehicle. So we're thanking you again, and we're hoping that anything you can do, maybe even come down on a mission trip just to see for yourself what goes on, and, and maybe you can have some kind of positive influence on the kids and the community. Thank you. Josh, let's show that video. There's a teenager that just was willing to, to 
ever since the Unicide team came down here, they changed my life in many ways and in good ways. Before I used to be uh, very troublesome and I used to do a lot of bad things. And ever since they came here, they changed my mindset and they made me start understanding God's work. And ever since from that time, I have been truthful and faithful to God. So that's one story. And here's a couple of ways you can help. Dale, you want to walk them through that real quick? Yeah, by the way, that's Stefan. And I will tell you, it is a drastic difference from what we've seen three years ago from this young man. It's a blessing to see that success. All right, the way you can help, first of all, is go on a mission trip. We would love for you to go and see and just work, work with us down there and see, because there are a people down there that are just hungry. They're hungry, and, and they're such a loving people. Uh, the second thing is monthly support. We had to sign government documents that we could take no St. Lucian job because the unemployment is so high. So uh, we have a nonprofit, and, and that's the way you could help us is, is by monthly support. The biggest need right now, and Diana mentioned it, is that church van. And she didn't emphasize just how much this is. They're simply not having church, except for on Sundays. And it's a shame. This church van is, is just something we have to do. And I do want to say this. You asked me this in first service. How much had we, had we earned? Uh, and, and I'm just humbled. She is humbled. Um, but, you know, we had raised $1,200 up until yesterday morning. And because of the meeting last night and this first church service, we now have over 10,000. So. Wow. Wow. Last night we had a dinner, and for the first time we got to really see the importance of that van. They, don't, they can't have events and meetings. Somebody's got to go pick them up. The pastor's been doing it in his own vehicle. Imagine everything that happens throughout the week, from women's ministry to students' ministry to, to a Bible study to anything. The pastor will go pick up everyone who's involved in it. He's, he's, he's bivocational, by the way. He doesn't just work at the church. He's got another job. But at night, in the evenings, he'll pick everybody up to get them to the church, then go home and do what he's got to do with his family, and then come back and pick them all up and, and drive them all back home. I was like, oh... That's a tough pastoral job right there. So I'm like, we got to solve that. So it's going to take 20000 to get the van. Within one day, we got nine more thousand roughly. Uh, and I think by the end of this week, we ought to have that van covered so that that church can operate. You can go to Sea of Hope Ministries. That was just seaofhope.com? Yeah. Seaofhopeministries.com. You could come out to the booth and get one of these, and it'll have, the, it'll have the website on there. And if you go to the give thing, it'll have a drop down, and you can say, we want to help with that van. So uh, I want to encourage you to do that. Knock this van out so that when they get there, and even before that, they can get this thing ordered. And the terrain is very tough there. You've got to have a solid vehicle to do it. It can't just be any vehicle. I don't have time to explain the terrain to you, but it's nasty. So um, it's got to be a good vehicle. I think that's everything. Go see them at the booth if you want to know anything more about that. But let's get that van taken care of here fairly quickly. All right, buddy. All right, so um, watch this video, and then we'll, we'll sort of transition to uh, Honduras. children growing up in broken families where the reality they face includes extreme poverty, abandonment, and hopelessness. They are hungry because there is no food, sick because they have no access to clean water, and lonely because there is no one to take care of them. What's even worse is that there doesn't seem to be any way out. They are stuck in this vicious cycle of desperation. With very little opportunity for employment, parents struggle to provide food and shelter for their children. The cost of public schooling, such as required uniforms, registration, and school supplies, are simply out of the question. Many kids never learn to read and write and never even go to school. Young girls and boys as young as 10, maybe 12 years old, 
are forced to earn money in any way they can, often resorting to drugs, delinquency, and even prostitution. He visto tanta necesidad, tanta carencia, ¿verdad? las condiciones en las que esta familia de, de nuestros niños viven, ¿verdad? Eh, en casas de cartón, de plástico, no solo en, en el aspecto material, también espiritual, que ese es lo que más nos interesa como iglesia, como proyecto. Our faith that God created all of these children with a purpose, a future, and a hope moves us to take action. By focusing on education, we have the unique opportunity to change the course of a child's life. Your sponsorship with Empowering Education International gives a child the chance to move from desperation to opportunity. Currently, we have 250 children sponsored, and over 100 of these kids are attending our very own Yamato Eternal Christian School. Here we have this incredible opportunity to not only make sure these children are going to school, but to give them the very best education possible. Ver cómo ellos se pueden incorporar a sus clases día a día, ver con qué esmero ellos hacen sus tareas, ver cómo practican el inglés cuando saludan o pueden tener una conversación pequeña, cómo lo pueden lograr ellos, eh, sus, sus, sus destrezas, cómo ellos las desarrollan, ver tanta, tanto potencial que hay en cada niño. Yamato Eternal Christian School is growing. Praise God that each year a new group of little ones enter through our doors and begin a journey that will be much more than they could ever imagine. Little ones that without your sponsorship and without this place would be on the streets looking for food. Instead, they are learning and growing in the love of Christ. Our vision is to continue to grow. God has done so much up to this point, but He is calling us to go out and to do more. We want to take our pre-kindergartners all the way through high school to be able to form them into young men and young women who are educated, who love the Lord, and who are fully prepared to make a difference in the lives of the people in their communities. Y agradecemos que ustedes pues nos apoyen eh, a través de los aparentamientos a estos niños. Hay muchos niños con mucha necesidad aquí en, en Danlí, en Honduras, y queremos eh, seguir colaborando y ayudando a estos niños en la educación. Dios nos ha dado una visión para seguir creciendo en construcción en nuestra iglesia. Queremos primero ampliar y tener más aulas para poder traer a más niños y poder seguirles ayudando y estar cerca de ellos para cuidar su corazón. Good morning, Hillside. Uh, it's really great to be here. My name is Sean Warner. This is my wife, Whitney. Uh, we moved to Honduras over five years ago now, and it's just, it's just great to be back here at Hillside. We feel like we're, we're home when we're back, and it's just, um, things have changed a little bit. You're, you're singing in Spanish now. Um, it, it just, it's just great to be back. We'll share all that God is doing and share our vision and, um, and, and everything that, that God is doing in, in Don Lee. Um, so we moved to Honduras to... to to grow and to, uh, to help and work on the, what was then the Honduras Education Program and also to work with the local church, Yamato Eterno. Um, this program has grown and evolved. Um, it was a program that was born out of the relationship that Hillside and Yamato Eterno had been forming since 2004. And it started really because we saw the reality that so many kids um, just couldn't afford to go to school. And uh, so this program, uh, it started in 2012 with 11 kids. And, and since then, it has grown and has now become uh, the nonprofit organization Empowering Education International. We performed this nonprofit uh, with the idea to, to grow, and it has grown. We now have several different churches partnering with us to sponsor kids. We even are, are supporting some kids now in Uganda. And, uh, and, and now, I said in Honduras, to start with 11, now in Honduras, we have 256 kids sponsored to go to school. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just amazing to see what, what God has done over the years with this program and where he's leading it. Um, so, like I said, since then it's grown and evolved, and, and we've seen it do some amazing things. So a part of this program is we... There we go. All right, a part of this program we've seen, we, what we do is we provide everything these kids need to go to school. So they can go to school without having to worry about the financial burden that is going to school in Honduras. So we provide uniforms, school supplies, registration costs, everything they need to go to school. Um, but for us, the most important aspect is this opportunity that we have to connect the kids and their family to the church. And we really take advantage of that. The church uses that to be able to teach them about Christ, teach their families about Christ. You'll see a meeting here. Every month we have a meeting where we bring the families, the the parents of all these kids, to the church to be able to give them parenting and spiritual advice. And and so every month we're doing that and giving them advice and helping them connect them to to the word of God. Um, one other thing we do is we provide tutoring classes. This is an opportunity to help make sure that they're successful in school. So every Saturday we're, we have classes where we're, we're helping these kids be successful in their school. Like Sean said, we have 256 kids sponsored. That's crazy. You know, I mean, we started this program at Hillside eight years, I'm not good at math, but eight years ago, 2011 um, is when we launched this idea. And we were like, maybe we could get like a dozen, you know, and um, that's, that's 256 lives that look completely different now. So that's huge. God is so, so, so good. So that you understand how that's broken down, because it gets a little tricky. Um, we have 151 kids sponsored in public schools and 18 different public schools from kindergarten to high school around Donley. And so those kids, because public school is not free. It's not like here. I was a teacher in public school here. It's not free. It's actually very expensive. And if you can't put food on the table, you can't send your kid to school. It's just not happening. Um, So we have 151 kids in public schools. We have three youth that are in the university. They've graduated high school, and now they're in college. They're studying engineering. We have one um, kid in engineering. We have another girl who's studying computer systems administration. It's just wild. And then we have 102 kids who are in our own Yamato Eternal Christian School at our church building. So back in 2017, if you know Pastor Arturo, he's always like, okay, but we got to do more. We got to do more. We got to do more. How can we do more? And we just saw this huge need to have these kids with us every day. We need them every day because where they are growing up, where they're going to school, it's it's just not a good place for them to be. How great would it be if we could bring them to the church and that all day, every day, they are surrounded by the love of Christ and they are learning about God and they are getting the best education that we can provide for them. And so we had 37 kiddos our first year in kindergarten and first grade, and then we grew to second grade and we had 82 kids last year. That's our end of the school photo. Uh, at the end of last year, and now we have 102 kids from pre-K all the way to third grade, and we're hoping to go to fourth grade and fifth grade and sixth grade just to take them all the way through high school. That is beyond, beyond amazing. Um, There's some other pictures here. You can see just our teachers. We have fun with the kids. We've even taken them to the city center because the mayor invited our school to come and pray and lead the city in worship because they were so impressed with the hearts that our kids have. Okay, so really quick, one thing I want to explain to you is how these kids are chosen because I don't think, and all the times that we've come here, I don't think we've talked about this. Um, we get a lot of people coming to the church every day asking for a scholarship to go to school. You can imagine working in the office, just the overwhelming amount of need that we see every day. Um, So we've developed a process in order to choose the kids who really need the sponsorship. 
Um, so what we do, just to give you an example, just this January alone, we had over 300 children come to the church to fill out a request form with their families to get a sponsorship. Um, of those 300 kids and all of the ones who had filled out requests before that, we sit down with our team and we analyze all the information that they gave to us. So we, let, we have their documents, we have their pictures, we know where their mom works, we know their whole story and what's going on. And we analyze all of that with our team. From there, we narrow it down to the neediest. They're all needy, but we narrow it down to the neediest. And then we have a team, you can see here, Rally, who also spoke in the video, um, and Pastor Arturo, we have a team that go out and they go all around Dunley to some of the hardest places to get to, or you can't even take a car or a motorcycle there, but they go out and they find them. They go to their houses, they interview their parents, their mom, their grandma, who's ever taking care of them. They meet the children, they sit down, they talk with them, and they get a true picture of, of what the need is in that house. And then from there, they choose the neediest of that group. So the kids that we have out in the lobby today are the kids who were the neediest of the needy of the needy that we could find. The kids that without help, they're not going to school. There's no way. But if they get that help, their life is changed. It's totally, totally different story. So um, I just wanted to explain that to you because there is a tremendous amount of work and a lot of people in this amazing team that Pastor Arturo heads up that is working to make this program a program of quality and a program that is truly changing the lives that need to be changed. Yeah, it's, it's truly amazing what what God has done and what God is doing through this partnership between Hillside and Yamato Returners. Just, just thank you again. Thank you, Hillside, for, for all of the support over the years. Uh, we always just feel your support with us. I'm going to go ahead and invite uh, Pastor Artur to come up and share with you, my good friend that we've been serving so many years now together in Honduras. He's going to share a little bit more with you what's happening with the church there. Good morning. God bless you. Es todo en inglés. That's all the English he knows. I guess I'll help him out. Es un honor estar esta mañana aquí. It is an honor to be here this morning. Y acompañado de, de la mujer que realmente me apoya y, y me hace muy fuerte en la fe mi esposa está ahí and to be with my wife who is the woman who supports me and makes me strong in the faith gracias es un honor para para mí para nuestra iglesia compartir el corazón de Dios el corazón misionero de Dios it is an honor to be here at the church where we share the heart of God Dios tiene un corazón misionero God has a missionary heart. Dios pensó enviar a su hijo ama, a, a su hijo que amaba tanto para suplir nuestras necesidades. God sent his son who he loved so much to fill our needs. Dios muestra en su palabra en Mateo el capítulo 14, el verso 14, dice que Jesús vio con compasión a las personas. God shows us in his word in Matthew 14:14 14, 14, that Christ had compassion for his people. La gente le seguía porque tenía necesidad. People were following Christ because they had need. Mucha gente estaba enferma y buscaba sanidad. There was a lot of people who were sick and they were looking for healing. Mucha gente quería escuchar lo que él tenía para decir, para cuidar el corazón de las personas. A lot of people wanted to hear him because they, they, had, they had this need for someone to take care of their heart. Y cuando las personas también tuvieron hambre y necesidad de alimento, él también suplió 
esa necesidad. And when he saw people that, that were hungry, he also filled this need for them. Porque él tenía un corazón para ver a las personas con compasión. Because he had a heart that saw these people with great compassion. Él también, Mateo, el capítulo 9, nos enseña que las personas lo seguían para ser sanas y recibir sanidad por él. In Matthew 9, you can see that people were following him because they wanted healing. They wanted to be, they wanted to be saved from their illnesses. Y nos muestra que sanó leprosos, dio vista a los ciegos, levantó a los paralíticos. You can see that he, that he healed people who couldn't walk, who were ridden with diseases. Pero siempre lo que él quería era cuidar y ver el corazón de las personas. But you can also see that what he really wanted was to save and to take care of the hearts of the people. Porque él quería que la fe, la creencia de las personas por Jesús venga del corazón, la fe que cree en el corazón. Because he wanted to see faith growing in somebody's, in somebody's heart, the belief in, in him and what he could do in someone's heart. Y él suplía cada necesidad. And he went filling and taking care of people's needs. Pero su enfoque era el corazón. But his focus was their heart. El creer en Jesús. Porque miraba a las personas con la necesidad de un pastor. He looked at his people and he saw them like sheep that had no pastor. La palabra de Dios nos dice que él miraba a las personas como ovejas que no tenían pastor ni saben dónde ir. It was like the Bible says that he saw these, all of these people like sheep with no pastor and, and they didn't even know where to go. Pero él mo mostraba su amor para enseñar a ellas del amor de Jesús. And he showed, he showed his love for them by sending Christ so that he could teach them and he could show them how to live. Y eso es lo que el Señor quiere de la iglesia. And this is what God wants from his church. Que le imitemos, que miremos a las personas con compasión. This is what God wants, that we can imitate Christ, that we can look upon people and have compassion. Que les sirvamos y enfoquemos en su corazón. That we can serve them and that we can focus on their hearts. Y doy gracias a Dios por permitirnos trabajar juntos como iglesia. And I give thanks to God that we're able to work together. Porque cada misión que la iglesia de Hillside because every mission that Hillside has hace impacta corazones impacta vidas is impacting lives and impacting hearts Igle las misiones locales las misiones en Santa Lucía en India en Honduras en Danlí están impactando Corazones están impactando vidas. The missions that Hillside has locally and in San Antonio and St. Lucia and India and Honduras, those missions are impacting lives. They're changing hearts. Hay vidas cambiando, hay vidas transformándose. There are lives that are changing, lives that are transforming. Hay vidas llenando sus necesidades. There are, there are people who are getting their needs met. Pero lo que Dios está haciendo en sus corazones But what God is doing in their hearts, para buscar a Dios to allow them to look for God, para sentir que hay una esperanza en sus vidas es lo que está cambiando that is what's changing them. porque Dios está impactando Because a través de lo que ustedes hacen. God is making an impact on them through what you are doing. Sus oraciones. Your prayers. Su ayuda. Your help. Su corazón como iglesia. Your heart as a church. Para estar ahí. To be there. Y ver a las personas con compasión. And to look upon the people with compassion. Gracias a Dios 
por la iglesia de Hillside. Thank God for the Hillside Church. Gracias a Dios por sus pastores. Thank you. Thank God for, for your pastors. Gracias, Pastor Pete. Gracias. Thank you, Pastor, Pastor Pete. Dave. Pastor Dave. Gracias por todo el liderazgo. Thank you for all of the leadership that you have here. Porque Dios está mostrando el poder del Espíritu Santo. Because God is showing the power of the Holy Spirit. Para poder ser testigos. So that we can be witnesses. A las naciones. To all of the nations. Cuando una iglesia tiene un corazón misionero, tiene un corazón para servir y mostrar el reino de Dios. When a church has a missionary heart, when a church wants to show the kingdom of God. Hay cosas que suceden, hay cosas que, que pasan. There are things that start to happen. Y la iglesia empieza a crecer. The church begins to grow. Nosotros empezamos a crecer. We know that, that we see this growth. Empezamos a sentir la presencia de Dios. We start to feel the presence of God. Empezamos a sentir como Dios cambia nuestras vidas. We start to feel that God is changing our lives. Porque Él quiere que lleguemos a otros y eso cambia nuestras vidas. Because He wants us to go to Fortalece others and it starts fe. to change our lives. Hechos el capítulo 2. In Acts 2. Dice que la iglesia tenía todas las cosas en común. See that the church had everything in common. Y que la iglesia oraba, compartía sus cosas. And the church prayed together and they shared everything together. Y tenía favor para con todo el pueblo. And they had favor with the people around them. Y el resultado en Hechos capítulo 2, versículo 47. And the, the result that we see in Acts 2, 47. Dice la palabra de Dios. Que el Señor añadía cada día los que deberían de ser salvos. That the Lord says in his word that he added people to the church every day who needed to be saved. Y eso es lo que está pasando donde llegan las misiones de Hillside. Donde Hillside está ahí con un corazón misionero. Lo que pasa es que impacta y la iglesia y el reino de Dios está creciendo cada día. And this is what is happening in the places that Hillside is at. This is what is happening that people's lives are being impacted and people are going and the church is growing and seeing the kingdom of God. Porque la gloria de Dios se manifiesta. Because the glory of God is manifesting itself. Y el Espíritu Santo toca corazones. And the Holy Spirit is touching hearts. Y cambia vidas. And is changing lives. En nuestra iglesia en Danlí. Our church in Danlí. Puedo ver tantos testimonios, tantas historias you de vidas cambiadas. So many so many Niños que han venido de cinco, cuatro años a nuestra iglesia. You can see kids who started to come to our church with four or five years. Hace catorce años. Con esta relación, ahora ellos tienen 17, 18 años. Now, after 14 years of ministry together, you can see the difference that this has made. Se han bautizado en aguas. They've been baptized. Y tienen una pasión por Cristo. And they have a passion for Christ. Eso hace las misiones. That is what missions does. Eso hace. That's what it does. Dios. Quiero compartir una historia que realmente ha impactado la iglesia y ha impactado mi vida. I want to tell you just one testimony that has really, has really impacted my life. Hace tres años y medio aproximadamente. About three and a half years ago. Conocimos a un niño, a Alfredito. We met little Alfredo as a baby. Fuimos a su casa y él había nacido con un problema de, de intestinos. We went to his home and we saw him and he had been born with a problem that his intestines 
were born outside of his body. Y era difícil alimentarse para él. And of course it was very difficult for him to be fed. Estuvimos ahí, oramos. We prayed with him. Y como iglesia ayudamos para su sustento de leche y algunas cosas que necesitaba. And the church started helping with things that he needed like milk and other, other needs. Pero no, no solamente ese era el problema. But that wasn't his only problem. Sus padres, ambos drogadictos. Both of his parents were drug addicts. Su padre antes, días antes que él naciera, fue enviado a la cárcel. Days before he was born, his father was sent to prison. Su madre, días después que él nació, ella murió a causa de las drogas. And days after he was born, his mom was killed because of drugs. Él quedó solo con su abuelo, Don Inés. And so he was taken care of by his grandfather. En condiciones muy difíciles. In a very difficult situation. Pero ahora hemos visto la gloria de Dios, el milagro de Dios en su vida. But now we have seen the glory of God and a miracle of God in his life. Él el niño está en el proyecto de la escuela en educación en la iglesia. Now this child is in our school at Yamato Eternal Church. Está en kindergarten. He's in, he's one of our pre-kers. Y su abuelo está viniendo a la iglesia para querer crecer su corazón con una relación de Dios. And his grandfather is now coming to church with this desire to change his heart. Porque Dios está tocando y transformando vidas. Because God is changing and transforming lives. Hace 14 años, en el 2004, 14 years ago, in 2004, Dios nos ha permitido compartir el poder servir y, y trabajar para la gloria de Dios juntos. God allowed us to share with Hillside the ability to, to serve and to work together for the glory of God. Quiero agradecer una familia que ha estado desde el comienzo. I want to thank one family in particular that has been there from the beginning. A nuestro hermano en la fe. Our brother in Christ. Nuestro hermano Jay y su esposa Kim. Our brother Jay and his wife Kim Lida. Gracias. Thank you. Yo sé que Dios... Seguirá haciendo grandes cosas en sus vidas We para know la that gloria God de su reino. Is going to continue to do big things in your lives because of your hearts. Thank you, Hillside Church. God bless you. I pray for you always. I love you. Let's pray. <clears throat> Padre, gracias. Gracias, Señor. Gracias por su Hijo amado Jesucristo. Gracias, Señor, por la manifestación de su Espíritu Santo en este lugar. Padre, su palabra nos enseña. Señor, y recibiréis poder cuando haya venido sobre vosotros el Espíritu de Dios. Y me seréis testigos en Jerusalén, en toda Judea, en Samaria y hasta lo último de la tierra. Padre, gracias porque esta iglesia, Padre amado, se llena con tu poder, con tu Espíritu Santo. Gracias, Señor, porque tú tocas corazones, porque tú, Señor, eres el que va adelante de nosotros. Padre, guíanos, guíanos, muéstranos, Señor Padre amado, siempre tu gloria. Queremos, Señor, que sea tu gloria, Padre, manifestada en nuestras vidas. Padre, en el nombre de Jesús, Padre, te adoramos, te alabamos. Recibe, Padre, la gloria, la honra, el poder y la victoria, porque solo es tuya y a ti te pertenece. En el nombre de tu Hijo amado, Jesucristo, oramos. Amén y Amén. Glory to God.
I've asked Pete to get up here just so I can finish this, I think. Um, yeah, I just got to say something to you. Um, if you're sitting here and you're feeling like me and you're like overwhelmed, you're like, you don't know what to get, you don't know what to do. And you get paralyzed. You don't know which one, you don't know which one to give to. Uh, that's the best feeling in the world. That's the feeling we've got to keep. Otherwise, you know what we'll do? We'll just go out to eat. That's what we'll do. And I'm just telling you that what you'll eat out for dinner, for lunch today, could support a kid for an entire month. It's ridiculous. So here's the thing. I'm saying I know it's overwhelming and you can't do everything. I'm sitting here going, I want to I give to all 10 of the things that I saw and India isn't even here yet. Okay? So you, you got to wrestle with that. You get to wrestle with that. You get to figure out what you're not going to do anymore because you're going to make sure this happens. You figure out the one God wants you to do and you go make it happen. And I'm going to tell you, you do it before the night ends. Don't wait till next Friday. You'll eat out four times before then. Make sure it happens. This is what it means to wrestle with earthly and heavenly treasures. It's just what it means. And none of us are off the hook. None of us get to say, well, that's not for me. I'm telling you, you find a way to advance God's kingdom through what I'm going to tell you is the opportunities you have sitting right out here are, the, are, as, are as pure opportunities as you can have to give that you can trust where the money's going and what it's doing. I'm telling you right now. I don't know what you had to say, yeah. David. Go ahead and say. <laughs> we're going dis- to dismiss our missionaries to go out there to the booths, and I'd encourage you to go back there. In- when you came in this morning, you have a response sheet that we're using for all three weeks, so you can go out there and talk to one of them. You know, I'd encourage you from a Honduras standpoint, for $40 a month, you can sponsor one of those children. Uh, they also have a ministry called Artisans of Hope that we even talk about today, but it's a community that makes jewelry and some clothing that um, all that money, and they're back there selling that today. If you all that money goes to support the, that community and support a lot of the single moms in that community. Uh, trips are on here. I'm afraid to say the July trip for Honduras is already full. We have 41 people going. Um, it is, yeah, it's just... So you can go out there and put your name on a waiting list, or we do have a trip going in December. It's just a long weekend, but it's a medical and dental trip. Um, so it's a great trip to go on as well. You don't have to take a long off as work, of work for that. And then, of course, St. Lucia, um, July 27th to August 3rd is that trip. And if you're interested in that, go back and then pick up one of these cards. There's no reason we can't knock out that other $10,000 by the end of this week. And it's so easy. You grab one of these cars, go on the website and click and, and give to that van and, and that'll be done. And they'll be able to do ministry like they want to down there. So let's stand and I'll dismiss you in prayer. And um, Lord, we just thank you for this time. And we just pray as Pastor Pete's challenged us to just look at our hearts and look at our uh, earthly treasures versus our heavenly treasures, Lord, and just pray you would guide us and lead us on how to get involved and how to make an impact in the kingdom of God. And I just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching today's message. We hope it encourages you wherever you're at in your faith. If you enjoyed it, let your friends know. We'll catch you next time.